Hall in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains, it's E-Town with part two of our show with musical guests from Fort Worth, Texas, singer-songwriter Abraham Alexander and from San Francisco, legendary Canadian singer-songwriter Bruce Coburn. I'm Helen Forster. Right now, join me in welcoming our host, Nick Forster. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Welcome to E-Town. Welcome to E-Town Hall. We have so much to get to this week. Welcome to the second half of our special show with Abraham Alexander and Bruce Coburn. Abraham Alexander will be back later in the show. And of course, he's got such a great story about his journey from his family's origin in Africa to Greece to Texas to his discovering his talents as a singer and songwriter. But right now, it's time for Bruce Coburn. He was in a band uh, that opened for Jimi Hendrix. He was in a band that opened for Cream, just to put it in context. <laughs> he went out on his own and um, in the late 60s. I think I first saw him at a folk festival in maybe 1970 or 71 in New York. But he, he was already a big deal in Canada at the time, and he became a big deal everywhere shortly thereafter with this song, Wondering Where the Lions Are, and then uh, If I Had a Rocket Launcher. He's sold millions of records. He's won many Juno Awards. He's performed all over the world. He's a guy who wants to shine a light on injustice or pathways to peace. He is a great singer and guitar player. He's written hundreds of songs. Please welcome back to E-Town, Bruce Coburn. Society meets in front of Pete's Goes on about the goings on up and down the street Talk about evictions, talk about their dogs The drunkards in the dog park and the ones in future fog oh. The caliphate of perverts and the flight of refugees Expanding ranks of homeless and disappearing bees Oh, cafe society, a sip of community Cafe society, misery loves company. Hey, it's a way to start the day. Cafe society, talking up a storm. Talk about the Nasdaq and the racing form Talk about the opera, talk about cars Talk about the desert and the colonies on Mars oh. 
talk about tsunamis and the crazies with their guns and crazy ass policemen shooting everything that runs. Well, cafe society, a sip of community. Cafe Society, misery loves company. And hey, it's a way to start the day. about disease the supersized container ships that ply the swelling seas somebody went to heaven left some parts in the bay but he's a friending of a friending i don't know him anyway oh. flapping lips of flatulence bellow vote for me everything is spinning in the looming entropy but cafe society a sip of community Cafe Society, misery loves company. And hey, it's a way to start the day. Oh, Cafe Society, a sip of community. Cafe Society, misery loves company. And hey, to wait to start the day. Community. That song um, came about um, in the run-up to the, the election. Um, Donald Trump was looming large, and uh, I mean the gang of people that we, we that I'd sit around with and talk that that song talks about it, it was all going, "Oh, God, he's such a joke! He's such a joke!" You know, I mean it's ridiculous. Like, how could someone like that even think they could win? And I'm looking, I'm, I'm watching TV, I'm looking at the, the energy that's coming out of the, the shots of, of the people that are following him, that are, that, that are loving him. And, and nobody else on the whole scene has anything even close to that. And it's like, this, this guy's gonna win. I was gonna say a word other than guy that was like, you know, <laughs> probably not a good thing to say on the radio, but, it, but uh, um, he's gonna win. And he did, and you know, well anyway, that, but the flapping, Lips of Flatulence, was, uh, inspired by that person. 
but the thing is, I mean, the, the thing, I mean, the guy's completely incompetent at everything except messing everything up. And he's, that's his job. He's, I mean, we all have different belief systems and, and, and ascribe things to different sources, etc. But to me, I mean, he's a satanic presence that, that um, is, if you're looking for a conspiracy theory, Donald Trump and COVID in the same decade, that is a conspiracy theory. Like that, that's, that's a satanic conspiracy that's out to get us. And, and what he brought to the world, to, or at least to the United States, and, and it's reflected in other parts of the world, but I don't think it's down to him, is this divisiveness, the, the antithesis of community. Everybody's supposed to hate and fear everyone else, and, and that's been promoted so far, wide and large and everything. Um, and this song is kind of a response to that. Just the merciful, the cruel, the stumbling, well-intentioned fool The deft, the oaf, the witless pawn, the golden one life smiles upon Squalling infant in mid-squall The neighbors fighting down the hall The list is long, as I recall Our order said to love them all The cynic and the crooked priest the woman wise, the sullen beast The enemy outside the gate The friend who leaves it all to fate Who tags the bathroom stall The proud boy headed for his fall The list is long as I recall Our order said to love them all
breaching shades of hate The self-inflating head of state Black and blue, the starved for bread The dread, the red, the better dead The sweet, the vile, the tall, the small The one who rises to the call The list is long, as I recall Our order said to love them all The one who lets his demons win The one we think we're better than A challenge great As I recall Our order said dive into my conversation with Bruce Coburn after a short break. Your visit to E-Town is made possible in part by the Scientific and Cultural Facilities District, or SCFD, one of the largest cultural funding mechanisms in the United States, supporting nearly 300 organizations in the greater Denver area. As a reminder for your viewing pleasure, there are over 2,000 videos on the E-Town YouTube channel where you can also subscribe in order to stay up to date with our latest offerings. Hey, if you're curious about E-Town's home base, E-Town Hall, our beautiful solar-powered music venue, community center, and recording studio in downtown Boulder, Colorado, you can learn more about it on our website, etown.org. You're listening to E-Town. Bruce Coburn, welcome back to E-Town. It's great to we, be back. Yeah, That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> you, may, um, you may be the guy who holds the record at this point. I think this is your ninth time on E-Town. And uh, nine, nine is a lot, although it's over 32 years, it doesn't seem excessive. I would say not, no. Yeah. <laughs> we could have got it. We could have snuck in another couple. Of, yeah, well, it's not too late. Before hitting that point. Yeah. Um, uh, our orders say to love them all. So um, that's tough, isn't it, in this moment in time? Yeah, it is extremely. And, and I mean, I think in that respect, this moment isn't different from most other moments. I mean, really, you know, we love the people that are like us or that, you know, we've, we are connected to in some way. But, but uh, extending that beyond that is a challenge and it always has been. But it, it's more vital than ever that we do that now. Yeah. And I imagine as somebody who, um, as I mentioned when I was introducing you, was certainly well uh, acquainted with the 60s. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> I was there. Yeah, you were there. I even remember mu yeah. much of it, actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a little easier to love them all because there was a big posse that had this promise of change and new generation and things were percolating. And Yeah, but it was bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it was fashion. I mean, it was there. You're, you're right. It was there. And I don't mean to be cynical about it or sound cynical because I'm not. But, but um, It was how you dressed. It, it had a lot to do with appearance, and it had a lot to do with identifying with, you know, whatever social group it was, and, and um, the people who were outside that group were generally not even recognized, for the most part. I mean, the, the, the people who got recognized were the cops who infiltrated the love-ins, and you could tell them because they had brown shoes. You know, wear, they wore jeans and T-shirts and stuff, and they tried to look like everybody else, but they, they so didn't. But, but, uh, but you know, I mean, there, the divisiveness existed then, too. It just was uh, held in low esteem by everyone, by, by, peop by conservative people, too. I mean, uh, in general, I think people had, a, had more of a tendency to kind of want to connect with each other. People wanted to persuade each other of their point of view, as opposed to just, like, you're the enemy, you know, whatever, go away. And, um, well, I think there was also the, not just, there was a lot of um, stuff that was not particularly persuasive. It was just like inclusive. It's like, oh, you're in our gang, so yeah. let's smoke a joint and play some music and take our clothes off. Yeah, but it was more like that for some than for others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get around to the, the clothes off too much, but, it, but that, that maybe that was a sort of a Southwestern thing, you know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was an era where the idea of, of paying attention to more than just yourself. I mean, it, it, it was the origins of the me generation, but that was the bad outcome. What was there that, that led to that was a, a sense that we really all belong together. Uh, you know, the way to find, I mean, unfortunately, where it went was the way to find how to be together was to go inward, and, you know, that didn't produce the best results. But, but um, well, I think that's, I mean, all of it is a journey, and all of it is, is a process that we went through both as individuals and collectively as a, as a community. But we find ourselves in a similar spot now where, you know, music allowed you, for example, to have a broader sense of your community than you might have otherwise you were inspired by people who didn't look or uh, have experiences that were anything like yours. Yeah. You know, when you think about somebody like Big Bill Brunzi or, yeah. uh, you know, that first song you did felt like a Big Bill Brunzi riff. Caught. And, uh... <laughs> it, it is exactly based on a Big Bill Brunzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, not too many people would recognize that, but he did. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... But the fact that you, as a young person studying guitar and really being into that, you know, listening to records intently, could be inspired by Lonnie Johnson, Big Bill Brunzi, Mississippi John Hurt, and those people. And what that did was everyone else who was doing the same thing, which was not a lot of people, but if you found them, you had a lot in common. And also it changed your sense of um, who you were connected to. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that music has that ability, and I think we've kind of believed in the promise of it a little more than it turned out to be, be true. Well, yeah, I think that's fair to say. I, um, I don't know. I've never... 
well, I, I don't know what I've never done. I, I, mean, I can't remember enough to, to know what I've never done. But, but uh, it ha- for a long time has seemed to me that uh, the ability of music to change things is overrated in some circles. I mean, people attach great importance to certain songs. But those songs don't have an, uh, the effect, or they wouldn't have had the effect they've had without a bunch of people feeling like it spoke for them. It really is that body of popular feeling that, that allows a song to become an anthem. It's, it's not the song itself. Yeah. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'm here with Bruce Coburn. I guess I'm just struck by the, uh, the sort of circular nature of all this. You know, we're um, the coming out of the 50s and out of the Vietnam War and that, you know, pushing up against that stuff mm-hmm. helped sort of propel a generation in towards a, a concept of a future that never really materialized. And now we're facing other kinds of challenges, yes. as you uh, so clearly shared, um, with, uh, with both personalities and, and, and climate challenges and other things. Do you, you see the, the cyclical nature of, of this too, I suspect? You, it, the hopeful version of it is a spiral. That's ascending. Uh, I'm not sure it is, but, but I like to think it is. Um, but yes, the circular thing is there. And I mean, all this, you know, it's the old saying, what goes around comes around. I mean, it's, and what's been around keeps coming around. <laughs> I can add to that. Like the, that the other cliche is that people who pay no attention to their history are doomed to repeat it. And we can look hard at the educational system and see what it's teaching us about our history and, and it, with respect to what we want to repeat and don't want to repeat, I, yeah. I think that's a, you know, there's a lot of stuff going said in, in the media circles or just socially about that right now, but... Um, because we're you know, banning books and stuff like that now, yeah? Because of yeah. that, because, of, because we, don't want to, we don't want to own the fact that, I mean, I, you know... I don't think all white people are bad because we had slaves. Like, that's, that's nonsense. Any more than all black people are bad because they were slaves. But it happened. You can't disown it. We're the inheritors of all that on all sides of it. So, you know, it, it needs to be taught. It needs to be understood as best we can understand it. And, and you can't understand it if you ain't looking at it. So, you know, like that's... We, um, I should mention, because some in the audience may not know, that in your um, advancing age, you are also a dad of a young girl. And yep. I just wonder, um, I know you guys are very close, and I'm sure there are things that you could share with her that are positive and uh, comforting, and, uh, um, but you've seen it all. You looked at it, and here she is. She's coming into this world, not not the world you grew up in. That's right. It's, it's a little scary on her behalf. I, I, you know, I mean, I've got two daughters. One is forty six, and the other is eleven. And and uh, different moms, as you might imagine. But but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you're referring to to the eleven year old, and and yeah, I mean, she's aware of all the stuff. She hears her mom and I talking about it and she hears it on the, in the news and there's, she's surrounded by 
her group of friends who all are paying different degrees of attention to various things and, and talking about those things together. So, I mean, there's a, there's a level of fear among that group that you could wish weren't there. I mean, I, I'm not sure it's very different from, from us uh, having grown up with the threat of atomic war. It might not be that different. Uh, uh, I mean, you know, some of you guys will remember the, <laughs> having to hide under your desk in yeah. case of nuclear attack, you know? Like, the siren goes off, okay, everybody under your desk. Yeah, that would have been helpful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. You just get incinerated along with the desk. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. But, and I'm, you know, it may be that uh, I, I remember having a conversation with my dad when I was, uh, you know, somewhere approaching my teens about that and going, well, we have the threat. You guys never had the threat of atomic war, and we have that. And he said, yeah, but he was born in 1918 at the end of the First World War. He said when, you know, when I was growing up, Everybody felt that if there was ever another war, it would be the end of the world. Same thing, exactly. So, you know, I, I don't know that... I mean, one of the things I would hope to communicate with my kids is, is that, is that, yeah, there's these, these scary things are real, the threat is real, but it's not a given that it's going to go bad. Yeah, and along the way, there are things you obviously impart and you can share, and there's, you can find community. You can find, uh, you know, solidarity with people who, whom you love and have fun with and uh, listen to Taylor Swift with or whatever she does. She does that. Yeah. I, and, and consequently, so do I on the way to school in the mornings. It's those radio stations we're listening to. There you, know, you so, go. Yeah. Harry yeah. Styles and Bruce Harry Coburn. Styles. You never thought they would be together. In the, in there the, they are in the car on the way to school. In the same car, yeah. Right. Well, Harry Styles is the better end of it. I mean, there's... The, there's some stuff out there, but one of my faves is SZA, that song, I, I Could Kill My Ex, What's the, that's the song, right? It's a beautiful tune, it's kind of, it's got, it's got kind of a pop rap thing going, but then, then it's got this chorus that's like, I could kill my ex, and, it, and it's, it's very sweet, so, so, I quite like that. But, it, but, um, but the, most of it is, you know, I mean, I, I go through the same thing my parents went through when I forced them to listen to Elvis. Yeah. Well, there you go. The spiral. The spiral yeah, continues. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, I'm, we're, we've got a lot of music to play, um, and so I, I don't want to uh, uh, interrupt that course of events. I will say that we were at our house last night talking about what we might do, and um, Bruce mentioned that he had a song that he did, uh, had recorded on a dulcimer, and I procured from my basement a dulcimer that I bought in the early 70s, and... Um, it was not up to the task uh, be, because of the uh, friction tuning pegs and whatever. Yeah, it was a little too traditional for my yeah. blood. Yeah. But, but thanks to our friend uh, Bonnie, you've got a, a nice, very functional dulcimer here that looks like you're about to play. Well, this was the plan. I can you also know, have to let our radio audience know that um, your craftsmanship is uh, apparent because you made a flat pick out of duct tape or something? I don't know what that... <laughs> Jesus, well, that's like the shoddiest looking pick I've ever seen. Yeah, it is. I mean, this is completely makeshift. It's, it's, uh, I have, you know, I got arthritic hands. I don't grip the way I used to be able to grip, so holding a, a normal flat pick is a little difficult for me. And the kind of picks that are commercially available that, uh, that I do use are, weren't available today. Yeah. Anywhere oh. within reach. Yeah. So I made this thing out of 
the slip case for a magnifying glass that uh, a friend of mine gave me, and I put some duct tape on it, and I, yeah. you know, I, but, yeah. uh, but that's, this, that's, this that's rock and roll. That's, a, that, that's an experienced road dog figuring it out. Listen, we have a lot of music to get to. We're thrilled you're here right now. Would you help me welcome back to the stage at E-Town, Bruce Coburn. While we're waiting, I will just tell everybody that the dulcimer captured my imagination when I was a young person. And my first gig was opening up for Gene Ritchie and playing the dulcimer um, at a college in Bard, uh, Bard College in the Hudson Valley, and then driving her back. I just got my driver's license, and I drove her back to New York. And then I, I hitchhiked to Arkansas because the guy who made the dulcimer that I had lived there and I wanted to learn how to make dulcimers, so I hitchhiked to Arkansas, and when I got there, he couldn't be bothered to teach me anything. <laughs> it was a long frickin' trip. <laughs> and from there, I continued to New Mexico and Colorado when I was 17, and captivated by dulcimers for no apparent reason. Gene Ritchie was amazing. I, I, she was a regular at the folk festivals that I got to go to yeah. back in the day. She gave a workshop at the Mariposa Folk Festival, and I, took, I sat in on a workshop, and I, I watched what she did, and I absorbed the lessons. And then eventually uh, I was in a workshop with her, a dulcimer workshop. I played the one song at the time that I had on the dulcimer. She was quite disapproving because it wasn't very traditional what I did. <laughs> you know, I mean, she was absolutely beautiful and came from a, a family whose heritage was the original version, the non-Kingston trio version of Tom Dooley, among other things, like these old Appalachian ballads that uh, were absolutely wonderful, and, and that's the music that she did, and she wanted to pass on to everybody else, and so she wasn't that excited to hear me kind of come up with something a little different, you know, but, but uh, the instrument remains a kind of cool thing, and... There might be a little bit of fakery involved here, but, uh, but uh, the song is one that, that's not supposed to be fake at all. It's uh, one that I wrote with a Canadian Inuit singer-songwriter named Susan Aglukark, and it was basically her idea. She got in touch and asked if I would want to write a song with her, and I, it seemed like a good plan. And, and she had this, the, the bones of this kind of ready, and, I, and then I took that and ran with it, and this is what we ended up with. Expand. 
countryside of Greece and Spain Where the Amazon the same From the tundra to the tropics This world's gone up in flames Hey, hey, hey Any Halloween, where there's not a tree for miles, fire shoots out the kitchen tap, apocalyptic style. The waters rise, the grassland dries, Mother Earth she weeps. Willful ignorance and greed prevail while reason sleeps. There are people who live to believe. In the good we all can make There are people who live to believe In how much they can take Ashes and mudslides all around Is this any way to go? Gotta think past your bank account To keep the world we know Hey, hey Bruce Coburn. He is not going anywhere. We'll be right back with more music from Bruce Coburn after a short break. This portion of E-Town is made possible by the Bohemian Foundation, building stronger communities through the Bohemian qualities of creativity and imagination. On the web at bohemianfoundation.org. And by our diverse family of NPR affiliates and community stations, plus college and commercial stations, as well as our international stations and podcast subscribers worldwide. Thank you for your continued support. 
In case you tuned in late and you've missed some of this week's program, the E-Town Podcast will have this episode and others, along with content from past shows as well. It's available for free in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast directories. You're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forrester. I'd like to say hello to our listeners who are here in E-Town on stations like CJUM in Winnipeg, Manitoba, and on KGNU here in Boulder and Denver, Colorado, and on KVCR in San Bernardino, California. As always, if you'd like some more information about any of our guests, you'd like to see photos, more especially those killer videos that we're making, lots of stuff can be found at etown.org. Bruce Coburn will be back a little later in the show. Right now, I want to introduce our next guest. Abraham Alexander was born in Athens, Greece, into a family that had immigrated from Nigeria. And then they, the family got a kind of a lottery visa that allowed them to come to the US. They decided to settle in Texas. And he grew up there. But his story is much deeper, much more complex than that. His mom was killed in an accident with a drunk driver. And uh, he was adopted and raised in Fort Worth. He was a great soccer player, aiming in that direction. Then he tore his ACL and had to shift gears. And it was at that point that his girlfriend gave him a guitar, and he started really diving into that. And the story is literally kind of cinematic and spectacular. But the bottom line is, he's just released his first record this year. Uh, he's got special guests on it, including Mavis Staples and Gary Clark Jr. He's just played Bonnaroo and the Newport Folk Festival, and he's just getting started. So we are very happy to welcome, for the first time, to E-Town, Abraham Alexander. I hope you guys will have me again, because this is pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. uh, this one's called Blood Under the Bridge. Silver linings 
I wear them proudly on my sleeve And we come from a past Full of broken glass And stains of turn-a-color and lies Cause you have to dance in the fire To know that it burns You have to fall in the river To wash out the dirt Blow under the bridge Blow under the bridge Every time I tie my shoes I'll think of you And everything we've been through Even though it's me without you One thing remains true Our love will shine through Cause you have to dance In the fire To know that it burns You have to fall In the river To wash out the dirt Blow Under the bridge Blow Under the bridge You have to fall And get up Even though it may hurt You have to lose a little value To know what you're worth Blood under the bridge It's just blood under the bridge Oh yeah This next song, uh, a dear friend of, of my family, we're celebrating the 40th wedding anniversary. And uh, they asked me to write a song for them to celebrate. And my initial reaction was absolutely. And then as I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't know how to relate to 40. And so I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't write a song. And, um, and, and 40 in like 2023 is like 100 years. Um, and like just being with someone, not like age wise, but, uh, and then I was nursing a Achilles injury. I tore my Achilles and so I was home and I was inebriated. Um, and I watched one of the most inspiring movies of all time. It's called A Walk to Remember. Uh, it's like this old 2000 cheesies movie. Uh, like I prefaced, I was inebriated. Uh, <laughs> but I watched it and there's this part in the movie where they're in two places at once and you have to go watch it to, to know what that means. And it inspired this next song that I get to play with these fine gentlemen. And 
lady. Um, so uh, this is called Tears Run Dry. See those tears run dry 
That's Abraham Alexander. Along with the E-Tones, Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Adam Bodine, Helen Forrester. The record's called Seasons out on Dual Tone Records. He'll be back to play some more music later on in the show. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to E-Town. I'm Nick Forster. I'm here with Bruce Coburn. We have uh, benefited from your work ethic. You've, as I mentioned, produced whatever it is, 34, 35 records of original songs. You've written hundreds of songs. And this current batch is, it's true to form. There's feistiness and there's, um, you know, pointing out uh, challenges, but there's also the element the spiritual element that's been in many of your songs and, and your records, mm-hmm. and this time with the uh, awareness of time passing. And imminent death. <laughs> and imminent death. Yeah. Well, it's I imminent. Be... I don't know that it's imminent. Yeah. Looming. It's say. coming, for Looming sure. Looming is a yeah. better word. It's coming. Yeah. yeah. It's out there for everybody, but, it, you know, there was an area, an era of, well, uh, there's a whole lot of my life where I was aware of it, but I could, you know, the older you get, the closer that horizon appears. And, and it is what it is. I mean, so, you know, how do we approach that? We approach it with... with uh, eyes wide open. With eyes wide open and, you know, a degree of acceptance and without feeling, I, I hope, at least feeling hasty about it. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, but, but again... Um, no, I just, uh, I, I, like the, uh, I like the combo of songs that you've shared on your latest record. Um, should we play a little something together? I think it's a lovely idea. Okay. The songs you've been hearing, with the exception of the first one that I played, uh, are all from the, a new album, um, the most recent album. And, uh, and this is another one, and um, this is sort of the title song. The album's called Oh Sun, Oh Moon. And this is called, O Sun by Day, O Moon by Night. century, androgynous and strong. I ask if I may pass through, having stumbled all this way. The angel steps aside, the mighty gate swings wide, a libation for the journey jar of blood poured on the soil. You don't need it anymore when you've slipped that mortal coil. Oh, sun by day, oh, moon by night, light my way so I get this right. If that sun and moon don't shine, 
was rolling onward over hills and over plains through the light and through the shadow through longing and through pain pain brings understanding your mistakes will set you free to sink into the spirit Clear your eyes to see Oh, sun by day, oh, moon by night Light my way so I get this right And if that sun and moon don't shine Heaven guide these feet of mine to glory Here at E-Town, along with E-Tones, that's Chris Engelman, Christian Teal, Adam Bodine, Helen Forster. The record is called Oh Sun, Oh Moon. Bruce Coburn, thank you so much for being on E-Town again. Always good to see you. It's always a pleasure, and it's yeah. wonderful to be here, and thank you for inviting me back. We've got time for one more song. I want to thank our guests this week. Special thanks to Abraham Alexander. Thanks to the E-Tones and Helen Forster. Thanks to our crew of engineers and volunteers. Special thanks to Bruce Coburn. I hope you like this last one we picked out for you. It's an old Blind Willie Johnson song that Bruce Coburn's particularly fond of. I'm Nick Forster. Hope you can be with us next week right here in E-Town.
This is a production of E-Town.